While many kids are making their holiday wish lists, the patients at Nationwide Children's Hospital are simply wishing they could be home. But you have the power to make their stay a little brighter. The moment you make a donation, the butterflies on the lawn at Nationwide Children's light up for our patients to see. And that gift brings joy, funds research, and the world's finest care. Please, light up the lawn, light up a life. Give now at nationwidechildrens.org give. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Sequoia Blue, back in here with another episode. Today, we have another special guest. We have Bo Maxwell. She is a psychic medium, and this is, you know, all probably know it's one of my favorite topics, or if you don't know, it's one of my favorite topics. So thanks for coming on the show hey, today on this beautiful Thank Saturday. you for having me. Yes, you're welcome. It's so beautiful here in Vegas, so I'm happy to be chatting, chatting with you today. Um, so let's start with the first question. What made you want to become a medium psychic? Was it intuition? Was it uh, something that you, you know, learned or got involved in? How did it start? I, I love how you asked the question because that would, it, it would, it would fit except that I didn't necessarily want to. So <laughs> I was like, if, if you would have talked to me when I was 30, so I'm 50 today. We'll just say it, or we'll just rip that band-aid right off there. But when back when I was 30, um, if you would have brought up anything in this realm, I would have rolled my eyes, walked away. You know, that's all crazy talk. It's not real. I was pretty skeptical. And I wasn't religious, wasn't spiritual. I was, I have a math major from college. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it was, uh, that was, I was the least type of person that you would see following this path. So what happened is that I was 32. I really, I didn't have any experiences. Like I said, not interested. There was, wasn't even in my ballpark. And I was 32 years old. My grandmother passed and she was across the country from me when she passed away. I was fortunate enough to be on the phone with my aunt who is in the hospice room with her. So I was kind of present, but I wasn't. And I was physically, you know, across the country. And after she passed, my family, you know, went to go get some food from the grocery store. And it was the middle of the day. I was standing in my living room and she showed up about 10 feet in front of me. And she was like, 70% solid. And I was absolutely freaked out. Mm. This was not, nope, nope. It was a, it was a nope, mm -mm, nope. Like, mm. and I remember jumping back and being scared and being like, wait a minute. But I knew it was her because it was so clear. And she smiled. She was there just long enough to smile, wink, and then disappear. And so just as startling as it was that she popped in, you could say, it was equally as startling that she popped out. And I didn't say anything to anyone. And I went to bed that night and my uh, husband at the time, the next morning said, I had this dream about your grandma. It was really real. Like I was really with her and this is what she was wearing. And it was the exact same clothes she was wearing when she stood in my living room the night before. Like, and I'm not, nothing, just, I was, so I said, all right what if this is real? And then I thought, I got a brilliant idea. I'm going to approach this scientifically. I'm going to prove it. That was how I started, right? Because I that was my safety net. And uh, a couple months in, I didn't see her again right away. I started working with a Tai Chi instructor. That was the closest person I knew to spirituality. And mm. he, he had a lot of really great deep insights. I was like, thank you for, I'm glad I found you. And a couple months and then he started, uh, she, my grandmother started giving me proof that I couldn't, I couldn't turn around from, I couldn't walk away from. And I was like, holy cow, this is real. This is real. So now what do I do? And now here I am today with you <laughs> 20 years later. <laughs> wow. And so that experience, like, I mean, what? What, what made you say, okay, let me continue helping others? Or did you begin to help others see their uh, dead loved ones? Or was it it's something that they have to intuitively, you know, see themselves? Well, at first it wasn't, um, at first it was a very selfish journey. It was a very self-focused journey because oh. my grandmother was like my mom. So when I went to go figure it out, if it was real or not, I was just trying to get, I, it was grief. Sequoia, yeah. it was grief. It was, 
I don't want to lose her. What if this is real? And that's what I did. And so it was kind of like, I'm like the poster child of if I can get my intuition open this strongly, anyone can, because I stepped into it in such odd circumstances. And then I started to, then it was about, it was months after that I met my first, what I would call spirit guide, which is someone that's not in this physical realm, but guides you. And I didn't even know that's what he was until I connected with him and started talking to him on a regular basis, not telling anyone, of course, because I thought everyone's going to think I'm crazy, right? Because I didn't didn't have any circles around me of support. And it was that guide that I worked with for like two years, for, for at least a year to two years before I really started doing readings for other people, uh, spiritual clearings, which is really close to my heart, and then teaching people how to open their intuition. So everything that he taught me, he then at the end of it said, put this together and bring it out into the world. So what I teach people, I teach like like your typical person, right? It's not about show. It's not about being this big, huge professional intuitive. It's about having really strong intuition that you can rely on get answers, get direction, meet your kind of spirit team and uh, improve your life overall. So, yeah. Yeah, I do agree with that. Like intuition is everything because that's how you tap in to your inner self. And shoot, I I pretty much learned it at the same age you did at 32. And I, my whole life changed. And at first, like I said, like you said, it took a minute for you to believe it. Like, man, this ain't, I've never seen any like deceased loved ones that like stand in front of me, but I felt some, you know, energies and stuff like that. And, you know, I attracted people around me that saw things. So it's kind of like one of those things. And I'm going to tell you, it changes your life. And what, you know, yeah. And some people like feel like, what's the, like, could some people be like, okay, is it just in my head or like, is this real? Like, let's say you get a bad vibe about somebody, you're at their house, but you might think it's in your head. Like, how can somebody differentiate that? Like, oh, is this in my head? Or is this person really not giving me good vibes, even though they didn't do anything mm-hmm. bad to me? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we were taught that it's in our head. Yeah. So that's what we're going up against. Mm-hmm. And it's just part of the culture. What I tell people is it's like it, it's like if if everyone around the globe was raised to believe that your taste buds didn't work, then you just train yourself to not taste. And then all of a sudden, one day you start tasting something and now you're the weird one. (laughs) It's it's a very natural thing. Also, pop culture has kind of set a bar that's not real. And and, and, and that's tough for people, too, because we see these shows. And I got to tell you, background music and editing goes a really long way. And there's a lot of, of intuitives out there on these shows doing readings and things like this. And they are legit fantastic intuitives but the way like an entire session is edited it sets a bar super high so you sit down with a medium and a really 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 good medium or psychic really really good in one hour is going to probably have four or five like really big wow moments where something comes through that you just can't make that up. Like how in the world could you know that? Yes, that's going to happen. So when you take that entire hour and get it down into a five minute snip with one, two, three, four, five, Mm -hmm. it gives everyone else this feeling that that's what it should look like. I should be able to get hits like like that, like condensed Mm -hmm. into this little bit. And I think it kind of robs us of what it's really like, which is exactly what you were saying. You go into a room and you get a feeling, right? Yes. You don't walk into a room and get like this big, huge visual poster hit that describes everything that you ever needed in four seconds. It doesn't work like that. And so if we shift out of sort of the sensationalism of it and connect to what it really is, that's where you can start getting answers. Mm, facts. It's like just disconnecting from the social media part and saying, okay, what's going on with me? Let me see why am I feeling this way? You know, I like that. That's, that's very true. So for someone that's trying to find a medium or psychic, what's the difference between a medium and psychic? Cause some people might think it's the same thing to some, you know? Yeah. I love that question. Um, because it's a really good question, especially if you're trying to look for somebody to get a session from a medium uh, is reliant. Now everyone falls somewhere in the middle of both of these, right? So every medium has a little bit of psychic. Every psychic has a little bit of medium in them. It's, that's kind of how it works. But in general, medium 
mediumship is communicating with a conscious being. So a guide, an animal, a loved one, someone on the other side. Whereas a psychic is uh, reading uh, energetic information off of a person, a place, or a thing. So visual. So if you can just visualize, a medium is having a conversation with someone, whereas a psychic is like viewing kind of a cloud of energy around something and then reading that cloud. It's mm. so it's a little bit different. Uh, another way to say that is if like a person was a like a lake, like a body of water, a psychic could just jump in anywhere and swim around and pick up things. Whereas a medium would have to stand on the side and wait for ah. know, this person to come up in a boat. <laughs> so, <laughs> this, is, this is what I tell my, this is what I tell my friends. If I lose my keys, because I, I lean very far over onto the medium side and not so much psychic. So if I lose my keys, I can't just like close my eyes and try to pick up where they are. I have to wait for a deceased person and go, hey, where are my keys? So that's kind of the difference between the two. Okay, that makes sense, actually. <laughs> I, it took me a minute to learn that. You know, I, I was like, wait, how does that work? But now it, it definitely makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, do you believe in Ouija boards? What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> well, if I, if I, if you would allow me to tell my honest thoughts about it, <laughs> yes, here, yes. Here, here we go. Um, it's a tool that works. However, I don't own one. I don't own one. I don't recommend anyone owning one unless you're very, very good at setting your boundaries, setting protection around your room, your house. And this is why it's a reason that most people don't think of. But this is why the Ouija board was created. I don't even know the year. We're going to say like what, 1940, right? 1930. Yeah. Some, I mean, it's been. So every living person that has known about Ouija boards all these years understands that they can come through in a Ouija board. If you have a living person who's not nice, and does not want to cross over and is looking for someone to haunt and they have awareness of a Ouija board and a teenager pops a Ouija board open, they're in. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of in the same, it's, it's the belief structure has been there for so long that intent has kind of created like Ouija board doorways, put it that way. Mm -hmm. And so they're a little bit more unsafe to use just because Mr. Joe, who was a, a very horrible person has not crossed over is haunting and this and knows that that is a vulnerable tool that people play as a game you know and so i say they're great for people who know what they're doing and if you're trained to be able to protect your space it's the same thing as halloween you know how they say the veil is thin on halloween oh yeah yep it actually is but not for the reason you think it's thin because every year for like a couple thousand years, the belief was that the veil was thin. When you have the mass masses all believing something, it comes true. Mm, I believe in that. It's like the, the frequencies just all come together. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't, the Ouija board thing, I just, I'll never try that new no way. I mean, I mean, I, I would use it. I just can't do yeah. it. But I, but I know how to like, you know, yeah, you know what to protect do. a room so nothing comes yeah. in to bother me. And if Joe comes in to talk to me about it, I'll be like, no, you're going home. So, That's but a lot of people about. don't, don't, you know, dance in those realms. And so it can be very, there's put it this way. There's been a lot of houses that I've been called to, to clean up after a bad Ouija board experience because they approach it as a game and not a tool. Mm -hmm. Put it that way. Well, that's a good segue because I was wondering if somebody contacted you, especially a lot of haunted houses in Connecticut. I don't know what's wrong with me. I watch a lot of scary movies. I got problems. Even though I'm scared of it, I'm watching yeah. it. Just, I'm a yeah. movie person. And it's like, it's always these based off true stories in Connecticut. Do you get a lot of calls from Connecticut where the house is hunting in Connecticut? Like, it's always Connecticut. In Connecticut. Okay, well, here's, here's the lowdown on New England. Uh, because I lived in New England for about 18, 19 years or something like this. I raised my kids there. I don't live there anymore. I live on the West Coast now, but um, I lived in New England. It everyone landed there, and then and then people who um, 
people stayed. It's very crowded. It's very old. It's the oldest part of this beautiful chunk of country called the United States. And you can throw a rock and hit something haunted in New England. It is really active, really, really active. I remember when I moved from New England over to, I moved to Oregon from New Hampshire to Oregon. And I was like, it's super peaceful here. <laughs> like what's oh, going on? There's not a lot of paranormal activity out here. And it's because that's not really the focus. So a lot of old school um, Puritan conservative um, hardcore belief structure, long-term traditional is in New England. And the result of that when people pass is that if they're scared to cross over out of some sort of fear-based belief structure, they will stay in the in, in the in-between, which is what creates the hauntings. So yeah, New England is uh is pretty active. Wow, that's so deep. I knew I was right. I knew I was on the side of my and you were right on. I'm like, man, because I was born in Middletown, Connecticut, and I I never wanted to actually live there. Like I didn't grow up there, but I didn't really I didn't want to live there. I didn't like the vibe of Connecticut. It's beautiful in certain in certain ways, but that's one place I'll never live. It's just visit time. Yeah. <laughs> so you and I are West up? Coasters. We're West Coasters. Yes. Everyone's different. Everyone's got their groove, and you got to figure out yeah. what your groove is. You're not always born into West it. Coast. Yeah, the West Coast is the bomb. It's more so my vibe for out of the box type person. Like Vegas is it. You know, I like LA. I like I just like all the West Coast. <laughs> I don't know. I grew up in Minneapolis, and I got to tell you, I I'm so glad I did. It was it was absolutely the best experience. So oh, wow. yeah, I, and if it wasn't for the weather, that's where I would live. Mm. Yeah, I need to visit. I need to visit over here because I heard some good stuff about Minneapolis. Actually, it is Minneapolis is fantastic. It's um, it's it's kind of like you know, like Austin in Texas, Minneapolis, Minnesota. The state is different than the city. So, yeah. um, but it is it's fantastic. The vibe is 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 super creative. Uh, super diverse, um, just really uh, compassionate. It's a very compassionate place because, you know, mm. you take care of each other. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the, the most churches you're going to find is Methodist and they actually care about, you know, like taking care of each other. So it's very compassionate, but it's also very eclectic. And uh, the music scene there is fantastic too. I'm just saying. So oh. that was my jam. Yeah. Oh, I got to check that out then. I'm trying to travel more. So that's going to be one of my stops <laughs> yes. before I go over overseas somewhere. Um, yes. So what are your thoughts on Third Eye? Like, you know, I know we mentioned the Ouija board. That's opening up something. And then Third Eye, like, you know, what do you think about somebody opening up their Third Eye and don't are not prepared for that? You know? Well, yeah, I'm like stumbling because I'm like, it's so tough. Because I want to tell everybody that they won't give you yeah. what you can't handle. Like, right? Yeah. And what you, I've never, I have taught tens of thousands of people across the globe. Never seen somebody open up and, and have something happen that they couldn't handle. But with that said, the reason I'm stumbling is because I, the second I tell some of my story, I'm like, well, that was scary. Yeah, I was. So <laughs> it's hard for me to then turn around and be like, oh, no, it'll be lovely. So I can't promise anything to people who open up. But um, I have the number of people that I have taught and met and worked with is is really high. And I have never seen somebody have an experience that they just could not manage or handle. It's it's creating the context, you know. So the third eye opening. Actually, can I can I give somebody like, can I give you like a tool to use yeah. that yeah, actually connects to the third eye? This is, this is kind of a game changer tool and it's so simple. And it's one of those, oh, why didn't I think about that moments? But when we step back and we look at where intuition is coming from versus where we exist, all of a sudden we get more intuition. And what I mean by that is we're in the material world. So we're in the solid world. And a lot of times we get stuck in the pattern that we've always done of looking in the material world, the solid world for our intuition. And when we release our focus, that's when we start to get more because everything we're looking for is in between the solid. Mm. And so an example of this would be when you see something out of the corner of your eye, 
and, mm-hmm. and then you turn to look and it's gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. And it's happened to almost everyone I've ever talked to. And the reason that happens is that out of the corner of your eye, your peripheral is defocused. That's why you could see something. And the second you turn and look, you're focusing on the table, the wall, the chair, the door. You're searching in the material world. So I tell people, catch yourself, relax yourself, and defocus. Stop looking at the what's in the room, right? Just let, mm. let the room fade away and then you'll actually pick up more than, than you normally do. I like that. That's like another form of meditation, even though meditation yeah. is very hard for somebody. But I mean, you know, just listen. I, I think it helps me listen to some music, you know, just some, yeah. some jazz or something, something without words. And then you just sit there and you just got to really tap it. It's hard. It took me a decade to get there. But now I can. It's just it's you got it's controlling your mind. And I think people really understand the mind is so powerful, you know, and I didn't know that until I got older. I was like, God dang, our mind is powerful. It, it could be life or death. It's out like, of control. When you stop and like actually listen to it, you're like, wow, I I I have a busy mind. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because I met a psychic when I was in Seattle. I lived in Seattle briefly. Well, Seattle is beautiful. Just the weather is not it for me. But uh, I've been a psychic there and she told me that every thought that comes in your mind is not even your thoughts. I said, who okay. it then? Who's thinking it in my head? I'm like, jumping in my head or, you know, I'm like, you know, me, I'm out of box Scorpio. I'm like, what's in there then? I didn't even ask her back then. I should have asked her that question. But I was like, can entities jump into people or something? Well, the, it, it's interesting what, so every thought that goes through your head is not your thought. So I would, I would say the majority of the thoughts going through your mind are from your spirit, from your core, from your higher self. So they are from you, but they're from a higher version of you mm. and our lifetime. So let's go deep for a second. Yeah. <laughs> okay. One thing that's also very helpful for people to open up to is that here in this agreed upon reality, this earth based structure that we're on, it's linear time, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that linear timeline is the only thing that allows us to have the experiences that we have here. The second you let go and cross over to the other side, it's not linear time on the other side. So if we think about that for a minute, that means that your higher self on the other side that's not in linear time did not come down here to learn anything. They already know everything. Also, your higher self on the other side, not in linear time, has already experienced your entire lifetime in a whole. It's already started and finished for them. So your higher self already has had the entire experience in an instant. It's us here in this conscious. So once we once we link a piece of our higher self into this physical body, that's when all of a sudden we slow ourselves down and extend ourselves onto this linear time. That's where we have hope and disappointment and anxiety and what's going to happen next kind of a life. But the higher self already knows everything that already happened. So all the thoughts that you've had in this lifetime have already happened. So in that way, I can say, yeah, I can get on board with the concept that the thoughts aren't necessarily yours. It's more like you in the moment sifting through the thoughts that you want to pay attention to versus the ones that you don't. Ooh, it's like an eat, pray, love. Pick your thoughts like you pick your clothes. Yeah, <laughs> I love that movie. Exactly. <laughs> it was exactly. so inspiring, but that's so true. I was like, when I heard that, I was like, let me go ahead and get better with my thoughts. Uh, um, yes, exactly. Pick your thoughts. Yeah, yep. so- they were going everywhere. <laughs> uh, will people who take your course begin to see dead people? <gasps> yes, they will. And here's another disclaimer I want to say. You're not just going to see one. I've run into that a lot, too, where they're like, I just want my aunt Margaret. Right. And I'm like, I, I just wanted my grandma. That's it. But it doesn't really work like that. So once you open up to that, um, yes, you do have awareness of other uh, spirits in the area. And like I said, someone might be very heavily psychic and just have a little bit of mediumship, but everyone has a little bit of both. So walking through the course, you are a more able to connect with loved ones and hear or see or feel. The course itself is designed to help you figure out how your intuition works for you. 
Mm. And that's why this course works so well is it's not just, hey, try this. It's more, hey, here's how it works. Here's what's going on behind the scenes. And here's how you can figure out how yours fits into that puzzle. That's why the course works so well. But yeah, yeah, people will start to, to be able to feel more spiritual activity. Ladies and gents, jazz up your New Year's Eve with the renowned Jeff Hamilton Organ Trio. Swing in the New Year at the Lincoln Theater with an unforgettable evening of soulful Hammond B3 organ sounds by Akiko, Saruga, and dynamic guitar work by Steve Kolbachek, led by renowned drummer Jeff Hamilton. This trio is a powerhouse of talent that will get you moving and grooving into 2024 with style. Join us December 29th at the Lincoln Theater. Visit jazzartsgroup.org for tickets and information. It's easy to make your home holiday ready with help from Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of styles, including carpet, luxury vinyl, hardwood, laminate, and tile. Special financing is available with approved credit. Our experts will bring the store to your door with convenient free in-home shopping. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com. Make your guests feel right at home with gorgeous new floors from Right Rug Flooring. Right here, right now. Wow, that might that might be good for greeters too. Um, you know, because maybe they can feel some closure a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, closure and another door opening too. You know, mm-hmm. like if um, if I want to connect with my grandmother, for the most part, I can just kind of say, "Hey, grandma, I really need you right now." You know, and mm-hmm. I can I can connect with her. It's not the same thing. It, it absolutely isn't. You still have to grieve the loss of them not being in this physical plane with you. Um, you know, and and I've had loss since then, and people have said, "Oh, well, you're a medium. You should be." And it's it's no, it's not. It's not the same thing when you can't bury mm-hmm. your head, you know, in in your grandmother's chest and just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> still gonna... yeah. Sure. There's pieces of it that you do have to mourn the loss and uh but yeah you can connect and, and that kind of brings in some common come not some calmness because it's like you know some christians believe that they're in heaven but if they're maybe it, it can kind of feel like they're there watching over you kind of helps you feel better too because if i don't know i feel like they're watching over me like and you know <laughs> there was somewhere i read saying that when you ask your ancestors for stuff make sure they're good ancestors they said there's good ancestors and bad ancestors and i said well how do I know? Like, if I was asking my ancestor to help me, what if I'm talking to the ancestor? Like, I don't know how I don't know how anybody could differentiate that really. Well, the way that I would see that is uh, people who are for your highest good are going to be crossed over, or in Christian terms, in heaven. I work with people of all different religions, all different walks of life, so I make sure to keep all everything with the Sage Method. And myself actually is all non-denominational. This we're not talking in any terms of any sort of worship. So for me, it's all, you know, <laughs> it's kind of analytical a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like I'm talking about one of the senses that resides in your body and how to use it. Um, and then everyone has their spiritual connection different, which I think is absolutely beautiful. But when it comes to the good ancestors, bad ancestors, the ancestors that have crossed over those are going to be the ones that have let go of linear time. So they let go of anger, manipulation, hate, all those things that you have to have linear time for, but it's the ones in the in-between that didn't cross over the ones that were like, no, I'm going to stick around. And then, then you're dealing with the exact same person they were in life. Mm. They just haven't, they just don't have a physical body. And in that case, if uncle Earl was a jerk, man, uncle Earl was a jerk. So right? That's <laughs> a matter yep. of transition or didn't they? Yep. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's just about being intuitive in that part too, to be able to get those answers. That makes sense. Uh, what is the number one spiritual tool everyone should use ASAP? ASAP. Oh, that's GCP. Hands down. Oh, that actually uh, applies to um, the whole concept of Sorry, I just had a like a computer thing and I went, what's going on? Oh, no. um, sorry, my apologies. That, the GCP is fantastic because it applies to exactly what you were talking about, about how do you know if like one of your ancestors is crossed over and has your best interest or one doesn't. GCP is a fantastic tool and it's a tool that that's comprised of things that we already know. Ground, G is for ground, C is for clear, P is for protect. So ground yourself into Mother Earth. 
just anchor, ask her to do it if you need to. And by the way, this is not an intuitive exercise. This is intent based. So it's kind of more like meditation. Clear yourself. Imagine an element like water or wind or something going through your entire system and clearing out all the stuff you don't need, right? And all the emotions that are not yours and the baggage and the stuff that you don't want, you don't need to be on your path. And then protection, just imagine like a bubble around you where it's like a filter. That which is for my highest good can come into the bubble. If it's not for my highest good, you can't come in. This is the tool you should use with Ouija boards. <laughs> this, this is the tool you should use. Yes in trying to figure out who you're talking to. And this is the number one step in everything I teach. Everything I teach. Everyone in the community has heard me say, did you GCP? Okay, good, then we can move forward. So it's you setting your intent to, to take care of your spirit and your energetic body. So you're spiritually and energetically affected correctly and instead of in a negative way. Mm, I like that. It's setting those boundaries because that's important. And, and, yeah. and you know, it's funny because I did that one time. I said, good ancestors, please help me. That mean well. I said that, you know, because I just don't, I didn't know when I, you know, I was like, let me just say that to help me get the answers. And usually when you ask for something, man, don't, you know, if you tap in, you get the answers. You yeah. notice that like people, you know, get those answers. And I'd be like, dang, I didn't think I was going to get it that quick. Or somebody might call you something. I mean, it's tapping rapidly once you learn how to tap into intuition. So I think that's, yeah. I mean, that's cool that you have that in your course. Um, what is the crossing over process like when someone dies? Oh, that is, um, it's it's really beautiful. And I know we've talked about a lot of people who have been like stuck in the in-between and things like this. But in essence, when we're here on earth, we have three bodies. We've got the physical body, which is like the like our car that we drive, right? And then we've got our spiritual body, which is us, the driver in the car. It's our spirit. We're the observer. We're the driver. And then we have the programming body, which is the uh, mind on linear time. So it's the mind that can't see. It's kind of the container that holds us so we can't see what's coming up. And it's also that which gives us sort of the tendencies and the emotions and the reactions that are very human. And so we have those three bodies. When we die, we let go of only one of those. We let go of the physical body and our programming body, the mind, who we are, Bo, right? Or Joe or whoever's past. Let's say Joe passed. Joe's programming body and spiritual body, energetic body are going to go into the in-between, meaning in the transition phase of death, Joe is the exact same person. Joe is still Joe. He's the exact same person he was here on earth. He just doesn't have a body. It's not until Joe crosses over to the other side and completes his transition process that he sheds that linear time programming body. And when he does that, he's back to completely to his higher self and no more linear time and sort of all seeing. Now, when we communicate with spirits here on earth, like if I did a reading for somebody and their Joe was like their uncle, right? Joe is still going to talk to me in a way that my, the sitter that I'm reading for would understand. So Joe's mm -hmm. still going to talk through that channel and that experience and history that Joe had with that person when they were alive. But that's in essence, the short of it in the transition process, we have to review our life. You know, I have never seen hell or heaven. I've never seen, you know, demons or anything like that. So that that's not something that I've ever um, really attached to. And so for me, it's just more of a transitional place. Like when you hear people that have near death experiences, it's automatic. It's like a people mover. You get on it and you just go toward the light. You literally toward the light and you release wow. everything. But sometimes people will dig their heels in to that and try to stop the automatic movement. And it's always out of fear. It's always out of fear. They're scared Dang. of something. So. Wow. Because I just feel like um, your spirit never dies, they say. You know, you kind of, your spirit going somewhere else. And I'm just like, hmm, where are we going? I think I'm going to go to Donut Land or someplace happy, some ice cream all day. I mean, we don't know, but uh, right? Or I may just come back as another baby and I'm waking up, you know, and I might have some uh, 
glimpse of the past because I feel like sometimes I had some deja vu like like yeah. before um you know so those are those things I, I kind of believe in that too reincarnation a little bit you know yeah and the, and the cool thing is when the uh when your higher self is not on linear time and your higher self has let's just say like a hundred different lives they actually have them all at the same time so it's our, it's us here that go, well, linear time looks like this. So my past life must have been back then. Well, your past life back then is actually happening right now. So, and, and your birth and your death are happening right now too. So it's kind of, it gets really big, you know, and we teach in terms of form at first. So people can kind of grasp the concept of it. And then when you go beyond that, and you go even deeper, like we talked about the death process, transitioning, and then going over to the other side. When we teach that, that's the initial way to explain it, but it does, it makes it feel like you go somewhere else, right? Mm, Truth yeah. is, is that the other side is all here. Like the material world is built within source. Mm -hmm. So source is everywhere, right? And source is the other side. And then the material world. So imagine like earth coming together <laughs> I just got a funny, like a floating strawberry in a jello mold. Yeah. Right. Like imagine earth coming together in the middle and it comes into solid form. And then, and then your higher self just creates lives that they have within it. So it's not here or there, even though that's how we talk about it. This mm -hmm. is, this kind of lines up with, are you focused on the material world? Or are you releasing your focus from the solid? If you release your focus from the solid, you're in source. Oh, okay. So staying in that tapped in energy and especially, okay. Cause it, it could make your life better in a way. Cause you're not so worried about that job and that trying to just keep up with everything that's going on. And I, I it's an ebb and flow at times for some people, Yeah, uh, especially at times I'm like, Oh, uh, this. And I'm like, uh, then I get into another version and I'm trying to like, I'm more so into the, you know, do what I love and just, I don't care if I make money. And then the other side of me is like, well, I have to do this because that's what it says. Capitalism, yeah. you know, it's like, exactly. it's, it's an ebb and flow for everyone. Anyone that tells you that they never worry or they never have a bad day is absolutely full of it. Absolutely full of it. I'm sorry. It's the truth. Uh, you know, and, and I've got a lot of knowledge and I love sharing it and I love watching people open up their intuition. It's like my passion, right? But I'm still, mm -hmm. I'm still both. So, yeah. so, but the cool part about using your intuition, here's the, here's the best part is that your highs in life are higher and your lows in life are not as low. And that is gold as far as I'm concerned, because we can't eliminate the lows but we can make them easy. For example, I had a very old car. I had like a 1986 Saab. I mean, this thing was a beast, right? It was a tank. It was beautiful. It was like, I would brag that it never broke down. I drove this thing for a year and it never broke down. And that was my solid belief. I was driving it one day, pulled up to a light. And all of a sudden I heard the car is going to break down and it came out of the blue. And I was like, that that's weird. Cause that goes against what I kind of you know, believe. Mm -hmm. And I looked out the window, there was a mechanic out the right. And so I took a right instead of going straight. And I pulled into the mechanic shop, pulled into a parking spot and the car died in mm. the spot. Yeah, dang. And I'm like, how long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com gift. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Damn. 
okay, so you're, the cars, here's my theory. The cars, you're still going to die, right? Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. just, I don't have to get people to push me out of the road. I don't have to get a tow truck. Your lows are still going to happen, but if you listen to your intuition, they're going to be a lot less low. Oh, I love that. You know what? That's true. Cause the 20, in my early twenties, I, it was, it, when it was low, it was low. When I hit thirties, it was like, okay, this is, I, I might get upset, but it's like, then I just turn around in like 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. All right. You know, this yeah. happened. This person said this, but this is what I'm about to do. I'm about to go attack this as a shark. And then I go and find a plan, a strategy and strategize how am I got in this one? Because little lumps are going to keep coming and, and it might not be a, a, a big lump to somebody, but it's a big lump to you. And you yeah. have to get through those lumps and then you keep going because, you know, the stagnancy of it all is just not where we want to be as humans. We want to keep going the best way we can, you know, and, and especially during this time with the wars going on and all this stuff going on, you can get caught up, but you just, hey, do what you can to help out with that situation, but you can't. Yeah bring it let it bring you down because then you can't tap into your high power or your intuition because you're over here crying and upset you know yeah you have to find balance you have to yes. find balance and it's it's never something that's found let's put it let's get really real about it it's never alignment and balance is never something that is found achieved and permanent so you just have to get tools that can help you find balance and alignment faster when you need it. So it's a completely, it's a different way of looking at it. And I think that when we set this bar up there, that's not a real bar that says, oh, when you become aligned, no, there's no becoming aligned. You can be in alignment most of the time. And thank mm -hmm. goodness you have these kick-ass tools to help you get back into it when you get out of it. That's what it is to master your existence here on earth. Oh, I love it. I know we're running up on time here, but you know, it's one of my favorite topics, like I said. Um I can talk to you all day. I know. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I can keep going and going. I, I you know, because I'm at I'll be reading stuff and then one more clarification because I don't meet, you know, you don't meet a lot of people that's really tapping into this stuff and really getting into their God-given spirit. You don't meet that, you know, you meet people. They're saying stuff, but they're not really doing it. And I just want people like you, you got tools and stuff. Like, you know, you got a lot of people that do the tarot card readings and all this stuff. And I do tarot card readings. I think I don't do it with other people, but I do yeah. it with myself and my mom. But I do, I do know. I say, I say, okay, this is guiding me, but it's but your intuition is already guiding you before the cards. The cards is just a little accessory, right? You yeah. know. So, you know, it, I think it's different ways that you mentioned tools figuring out your tools. So if somebody needs a, a coach like you, they have to come to you, you know? And I think, I think if people figure out what's going to work for them, it'd be best. If it's an altar, get your altar going. If it's not the altar, then, then, you know, find your, your way because something that can help people along. Cause sometimes medication, you do need it, but then sometimes some people can't take medication because other yeah. issues. So it's like finding that different balance. I like that. Yeah. And, and we've all been there. I've had, you know, in my twenties, I had depressive, like really depressive hardships and things like that. So we've all had the highs and lows and when it comes to meds. I tell people don't get off of medica. If the medication is doing what it's supposed to do to get you to the next phase of your life, you should be yeah. on that. Cause sometimes people will, uh, I believe falsely tell people that intuition is blocked by meds. No, no, not it's not blocked. Yeah. Nope. 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 Your eyesight's not blocked by it. Your taste buds aren't blocked by it. And you can still feel your thumb when you give a thumbs up. So, you know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Don't. So don't feel bad, y'all, if you have to take meds. Don't let somebody make you feel bad. Because sometimes you just need it, you know. You do. Yeah. And and everyone's but I I was on antidepressants for about three or four years in a chunk. And I think it was like my late 20s because mm. I needed it. And we have to use what we have. Just like intuition, how we just said these tools can help you get back into alignment faster, back into balance faster and get guidance. Same thing in the physical world as well. If you, if you have an injury, put a cast on it. You know what I mean? Use the tools that you need to use in both your human and your spiritual experiences. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay. So I'm going to ask you one more or two more questions before we log off. Cause I know we're okay. past the time, but right. the, the last two questions. So astral projection, do you believe in it? Is it bad or is it good? Or is it just a, about boundaries? <laughs> I do believe in it. I do believe in it. Um, and I also, um, 
I, so I'm pausing because how, you know, like, how do you say that? So I believe in it. Um, when people, I'll say it this way, because you were talking about boundaries. If people yeah. are using it to try to look in on something that they want to know that they don't have permission to look in on, they are only going to see what they want to see. And it's not going to be accurate. It's going to feel accurate. Accurate. They're going to be like, oh, it's this. No, that's you. <laughs> that's you. That's what you've created. Astral projection is fantastic. It works really well. It is a great exploratory tool if you use it, allowing your higher self and your intuition to show me, show you what it wants you to see, right? What am I supposed to see? When you approach it like that, you'll actually see more. But the minute you have a vested interest in it, then your imagination is bleeding into your intuition and it you'll never get clarity. But astral projection is a really great tool. Oh, wow. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Because I, I figured it was after reading on it. I was like, this is something that you really learn about something. You could even jump into other dimensions and stuff like that. It's, oh, yeah. it's really interesting. If y'all don't know about astral projection, please research it audience because if you're into that stuff, because it's it, it can definitely, if you know how to do it, it can definitely change your life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and I, I use it a lot for remote healing work and remote reading work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if somebody has a home that they need cleared, for example, and it's like in Scotland, I'll ask to travel to that home and then kind of be there. I'm not there, but I'm there to do the clearing. And they can do you? Yeah. Yeah. And you can, so you can use it in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of, it's, it's a stronger version of remote viewing, put it that way. Mm. So yeah, it's a great, great tool. Yeah. I had a guy I dated and that's where he asked or projected in my bedroom. And this was the first time I ever seen anybody done that. He was the first person I met that was that tapped in because he was, he, I was waking up and he was, laying on, he was laying right next to me in the bed. And I'm like, wait a minute, you don't, you, what are you doing here? And I look, I said, oh, and I was up, I was up. Cause I heard my mom talking in other rooms. Back then I was looking at my mom and then I heard her, I heard, um, I heard her talking and then he was in, in the bed and then I was like, what's going on? And then he just popped. He like, he popped, he just went away. And then he calls me and I said, I know you, it seems like you were just here or something. And he said, I was, I was like, oh, dang it. You know, and every time I, when I was dating him, every time I was around him, I would feel stuff around me, like different, I would feel, like, you know, spirits and stuff. He said, yeah, they follow me everywhere. This dude was like, so tapped into whatever. And I've never met anybody like that, but that yeah. was like my first experience with astral projection at 27. That's when I started going down that, that time. Well, wow, GCP. <laughs> yes. GCP yes. And, and a lot. Yep. And so you'll have more control over your space too. Yep. Yes. Cause that, uh, yeah. Cause that's creepy. Somebody jump into your room. So yeah. I, <laughs> your permission. So uh, what's the thing or quote that you go by? Um, Everything always works out for me is my favorite sentence in, in ever. It's just, I use it all the time. I've used it for years and, um, it, it works. It really works because you know how we were talking about changing your thoughts. When I say the words, everything always works out for me. That, that kind of sorts through the thoughts and whatever your most prominent thought is, is what's going out into the universe and is also what's bringing more back to you. Uh, so your odds are going to get better if you say that sentence frequently. I love it. And I mean, it's it's crazy that you said that because I just started saying it because I met this guy in LA one time. He was so like positive, intuitively packed, intuitively tapped in. And he's yeah. always, I say, well, how's acting going? Because he was trying to do acting. And he said, um, everything's going the way it's supposed to be, to go. Everything's going the way it's supposed to go. And I used to be like, what is he talking about? You know? And then I started doing it. I started copying his method. And I swear my life started changing like recently after saying if somebody asks me how's music going, how's this going? I'll say everything's going the way it's supposed to, you know, because there's no point in me telling you and complaining to you because I'm just gonna put that energy out there and yeah. it's gonna cause me to be upset for nothing when I can just say everything's going the way it's supposed to go. Cause I know I'm doing 100 percent all I need to do to get there, and you know, with my, all of the things I can do. So I just say it's going the way it's supposed to go. I said, hey, oh, this feels a lot better than me trying to explain stuff to people that probably don't care, don't get it. Yeah. I'd rather just keep yeah. it like that. And I, I've learned how to set yeah. up yeah, good boundaries with with haters and, and downers. And it's like, okay, well, you can stay in that space 
you know, and it's not, yeah. you know, like stupid optimism. It's, it's focusing your energetic field in a particular direction. That's, yeah. it's, it's really, you know, I, I don't have false expectations of what the world can bring me. I also know that the lows are going to happen, but right in the middle there is this perfect, perfect spot of no matter what happens, everything's going to work out and it's going to work out well. So you, when we talked about GCP, so I put together um, a free course. It's got five sections to it. And the very first section in the course is GCP. It's a video that goes into great depth as to why it works so well. It talks about the energetic body and how the energetic body actually works. And so when you like, if you watch that video, that'll make sense. Then why the sentence, everything always works out for me works with your energetic body and why it actually makes things work out for you. Oh, I love that. And your course is called the stage method. Right. Yeah, the Sage Method is the big course. It's the seven week course, and it and um, but the free, but I have been giving a free course called the Top Five Intuitive Tools. And if if any if if that's the only course you took, you're still going to be way ahead of the game, and your intuition is going to open up faster than it would if you, if you didn't take anything. So the the free course, it's pretty, it's a big, it's a, it's a chunky course. It's not a little course. Um, so I tell everybody go to the site, just take that course, just, just take the course. It's all you got to do and start applying the tools in there. And you're going to start, like you said, you're going to start seeing your life change. I love it. Yeah. And um, um, I'm going to add the website in the show notes, but you can shout out the website now and, and other websites you want everybody to know. Yeah. And that's where you'll find the the top five intuitive tools is right on there too, but everything's at the sage method.com. So T H E S A G E method.com. Perfect. Oh, man. I want to thank you for coming on the Alchemist podcast. We had so much fun chatting and I, I know the audience has learned something today. And I want to thank you all for listening and tuning in and be safe out there, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.